Yeah. Yeah. Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A. Wiggins. Fuck that other side, bitch. We stay winning. Oh, man. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Yeah. Suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man, I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, June. Join with me here is Small Town EP, my co-producer. Appreciate you for down, being here. Know. Yes, Family sir. vibes. Yes, sir. It's NFL Draft Day. It's a... Uh, it's, it's an odd Thursday. A I feel bit, like typically bit. draft day is more of a, an all-day thing. Like I'm thinking about it, talking about it all day, ready to get here and, and really, really like, you know, unleash on the draft. But I guess maybe because my team, like 75% of the other teams in the league yeah. coming into the draft didn't have a first-round pick. And that's what I'm sure the NFL was concerned about when you think about it. You know, how many people, if you have 75% of the league that don't have a first-round pick, that's 75% of fans that don't care to watch another player's first-round pick. Which, shout-out to Kenny Pickett right here, but, yo, his chick <laughs> his chick is beautiful. <laughs> Kenny Pickett's chick is beautiful. I'll say that. I hope he goes in the first round because he, he, he got the nice setup going with the party. You know, Friday nights, it's not bad, but... um. I don't you know, know, man. We'll see you know. about him. And they're showing him because the Steelers are on the clock at pick 20 mm. real quick. So, you know, it's possible they go quarterback. We got the NFL draft. We got NBA playoffs. 3-1 matchups. 2-2s went, went crazy. John Morant, game winner. You guys saw it. We'll talk about it. Um, in the NBA, I do want to talk about round two and what we'll see from a uh, Boston-Milwaukee should be, be set a for a series. great series. Yeah, man. And then Milwaukee, uh, excuse me, Philadelphia had advanced. They closed out. They and, closed uh, out. They faced Miami. So I'm excited to talk about those as well. Um, I want to jump into the NFL draft real quick. We'll talk about the top five, kind of go from there. Um, coming into the draft, I, I would say my top three players in no order here were uh, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. He's just an all-around athlete. One of those guys who's who's I, I feel like is mm-hmm. always going to be on the football field, always going to be. Obviously, it's football. You're never always going to be healthy. Things happen. But you see guys where it's a uh, Khalil Mack type of situation. You see guys where it's more so a Joey Bosa situation. So um, I think uh, I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to be really, really good for Detroit, who has had a first round that you can only dream of. Premier pass rush and elite speed in the slot or outside in Jamison Williams. Um, so credit to Detroit. They went past, past protection last year, Penesul. He had an amazing rookie year. He did. You know, they have Jared Goff, who's a competent quarterback. They have other guys over in Detroit who I'm not just going to jump into and say, and obviously we know they have um, – Jeff Okuda coming back off of Achilles tear. So I'm excited to see his third year. And hopefully he can come back off that Achilles, you know, 
quote unquote like nothing happened, but mm-hmm. he's got such a career in, ahead of him. You know, you'd hate to see that affect him for a while. Garrett Wilson is my second player in this draft who I think is is uh just the top of the top, cream of the crop, you know, make it pop, lock and drop, <laughs> get to the end zone, don't stop. Anyways, we saw what he did at Ohio State. I don't even got to bring up numbers. I don't have to bring up, you know, this play, that play. It's consistent. It's athleticism with speed. It's knowing your opponent. And it's going after the football. Garrett Wilson's going to go get the football. I, You know, you got receivers who are amazing, who are great, who are great route runners, who are, you know, have great hands, who, you know, know, know the route combo. They they know what they're doing. Nah, they're, whatever just, the excuses, you just gotta put it up there for. If them. you can attack the ball as a receiver, you're gonna put yourself ahead a little bit of uh, of some others. I'm not gonna say those who do other things, but just some others because a quarterback can only do so much. They can only put the ball in such a great spot. They can only let you get the opportunity versus a good cornerback to even think about throwing it to you. Once they do that, it's up to you yep. to go and get it. So. And and you can make a quarterback. Very, very comfortable rich. and very oh uh, yeah, rich, absolutely <laughs> rich. But very you can just quarterback you can elevate rich. like if that that year prior that quarterback you know wasn't really slinging it down the field because he didn't know he could he, he couldn't really trust yep. his receivers. You know what I'm saying? Now I know you down there. He's gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw it. And then if you got a guy like Carson Wentz, he's gonna throw it regardless. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Carson Wentz. Sauce Gardner, my Gardner, Cincinnati corner, never let up a touchdown in his career, high school, college. I didn't believe that when you told me. That's amazing. Just hearing that alone. I mean, obviously, it's it's it's. I mean, it's past sample size, but it's not the grandest, right? It's not the grandest scheme. Facts. However, when you have that riding on you, you know, you have the confidence to play like a CB one. You are fast. You are tall. You're athletic. Is that's exactly what the NFL corner looks like, uh, or wants because you can not get bullied by the big guys. However, stay with the smaller guys, and you have that strength. And then it comes to Saliba, right? Can you can you can you make the right play? Can you make the right yep. read? Yep, that's so, facts. That's facts. Um, Yo, shout I out think, to my shout out to my pops because he's a Jets fan and. They uh they kind of did their thing this first round, man. Yeah, and and. <laughs> Those last two picks, as I was going to mention, shout out to your pops first and foremost. Yeah, yeah shout for to, shout sure. To. And um, James Frank, I said James Franco. What's this guy's name, man? I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> I'm not even going to do it. But what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to mention that Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, two of my top three players in this draft, were selected in the first round by the Jets who drafted Zach Wilson last year, right? Who drafted Javante, uh, not Javante Williams, the other one from Michael Michael Carter. Thank you. I was I was sad. Look at that. Kenny Pickett's gone. Kenny Pickett's going to Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett is going to Pittsburgh. And as I mentioned, you know, Zach Wilson going to New York Jets and uh, Michael Carter, they're building an offense, right? They're building an offense around young talent. They also have Corey Davis over there. So I'm just excited to see what a, a Robert Saleh team can do yeah. going into year two. 
the new regime is in and it's out with the old. It's been out with the old mm-hmm. for some time now. So, you know, this first pick, uh, I said first pick, I'm watching the draft, sorry for the term. But this first year, you know it was going to be bad. You know the Jets weren't going to excel. And we saw some good from the Jets, even when Mike White, shout out to Mike White, had to come in to start playing and making some plays. But all the old habits should be gone now. It's similar to a situation we should start seeing in Miami with the Hurricanes, mm-hmm. if, I, if I'll if i compare it. Um, so, yeah, we see the first top 10. We're at 20 now, 21, because Kenny Pickett just got drafted to the uh, Steelers. To the Steelers. But Trevon Walker goes number one, and, and I think that was the consensus going into this morning, what reporters were feeling and thinking. Um I won't say he's the best player in the draft. He's he's definitely arguably the best player in the draft. Um, and if if you like Hutchinson more, if you like him more, like I won't blame you. I don't personally like Hutchinson more like I would take him over Trayvon Walker. It's more so that I think Hutchinson's athleticism, you know, is what's going to really, really help him out throughout his whole, his whole career. Do you think any of those three – of your three top in no particular order, have a chance to be the rookie of the year? And if not, do you think so? Like, who do you think has the best chance based on where they're going? Right. Schematics, how that, you know, the scheme that they played in college they were successful in versus the scheme that they're, you know, about to be introduced to in the NFL. Who do you think <clears throat> top 10, top 15 probably has the best chance to be rookie of the year? So on the first part of your question, do I think anybody in my top three? Um, I would say if anybody in this top three could, it would be Aiden Hutchinson. Um, More so, I don't see a corner winning the rookie of the year on defense. And then, you know, on the offensive side, Garrett Wilson can, but we'll we'll talk about all the uh, six Mm -hmm. receivers that were drafted in the first round as well to go along with other players that might deserve it. So, um yeah, I would say Aiden Hutchinson. And then just looking at the first round kind of as a whole so far through 21 picks, you know, I like situations like uh, – I like situations like – I mean, even a, Trevon, even a Trevon Walker in Jacksonville, you know, I think that's a, I think that's a solid, solid situation for him. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau in New York. And you notice I'm, I'm mentioning a lot of pass rush, right? Mm-hmm. I'm mentioning a lot of pass rush on the defensive side because – you know, if we're going to be real about it, that's where the the bread and butter was of this draft on the defensive side. There were well cornerbacks as well. There are corners out out there, and I just don't think the corner is going to win it this year. However, I'll go. Fuck it, I'm going Aiden Hutchinson. He's my guy in my three. Okay. I I'll like go that. there, and I then like that. that's defense, offense. Um, it it it's obviously so early, and like you said, it's situational based. Um, but. But I do like a Chris Olave going to the Saints. You know, Jameis Wilson, Jameis Winston is going to throw him the ball. I know that. <laughs> He's going to throw him the ball. And so far, 20 picks in, I don't see another offensive guy that's just standing up. I mean, Jameson Williams in Detroit, but, you know, you're, you're banking on a Jared Goff to make him a rookie of the year. And then also with a uh, with a uh, Garrett Wilson, you know, you do got Zach Wilson. Yeah. I do. I, so Garrett Wilson would be the other the other argument. It's also golf on his. I think the last year of his contract too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so he's got a ball out. <laughs> 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 
Nah, word up, man. Yeah, hey. I love that. I love uh, Kenny going from pit to pit. Yeah, that that is kind of wholesome. Wholesome. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's kind of wholesome. Pit not the palace. Shout out to that boy. Shout out to AB. <laughs> pit not the palace. Um, within within these top 21 picks, we've seen a lot of trades. I wanted to break those down real quick. Facts. Because boy, the one that shook me the most, and probably more so most, was Philadelphia Eagles not trading up and getting. Which, as we're talking, the Chiefs and Patriots just made a trade. I'll talk about that one in a second. Matter of fact, let's talk about this one now since it's here. I don't have to look for it. (laughs) (laughs) Chiefs are trading their first-round pick, 21st overall, for the 29th pick, moving back eight slots and a 2023 fourth yeah, and a third maybe. But I saw fourth. No, the Chiefs are picking right now. I think that's what the Chiefs got. Right, right, right. The Chiefs coming up, but the Patriots got, I think, a 2023 third or fourth. Third or fourth, so. Boom. Philadelphia, as I was mentioning, and I'm going to be rudely interrupted by Roger Goodell right now because yeah, I'm actually intrigued About to know why are you guys going up eight slots. Who do we want? You know, Because we had two back-to-back picks back there. Yep. Trent McDuffie, cornerback, Washington, solid. You guys need defensive back. We you do. don't think he's going to be there. Eight more picks. You like him there at your board. You give up some draft capital back later. I like that. I like, I like that. that. That's I aggressive. Like that. That's aggressive. He's a 5'10", 193 corner. He's a physical corner. He's quick. So, okay. I mean, it's Pac-12. It's Pac-12 football. It's Pac-12 football. I don't know. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily see a lot of... Uh, Pack twelve guys, you know, but that's a fact. But but we do need we do need some, you know. You seen that reaction right there, yeah. right? If you can play, you can play. That's one thing. So I'll never hate on film and watching, you know, watching on film. You can see that the the kid got game. He he's aggressive, as I mentioned. He's ready to tackle a cornerback that's willing to step up into the box and make a play. I'll you gotta give him. it to him. Yeah, you gotta him. give it to him. He's not a pretty boy, so he's a corner. He doesn't quit. Look at that. Stripping the ball. Yep. All right. So that's a solid. That's a solid pick. You guys moved up to twenty-one-four, and, and gave up. It's big. Two more picks. One or two more picks. But again, I'm going back to Philadelphia trading pick number eighteen, not drafting Jamison William Williams, and getting AJ Brown, signing him to a four-year, hundred million dollar deal as well. I mean. <laughs> 25 of them things a year. You know, Jalen Hurts, we're talking about A.J. Brown now, Miles Sanders in the backfield. We've got Devontae Smith was a first-round wide receiver they drafted last year. Mm -hmm. Jalen Rager, I mean, you know, we know about that, but he's there. And they've still got Dallas Goddard. So, I mean, yeah, I mean – that that's a solid trade to me. Otherwise, we got Arizona trading Marquise Hollywood Brown from twenty three. So they 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 go away from their their first round pick. The Cardinals do, and they get a solidified first round wide receiver who's only gotten better, who's only gotten better, uh, you know, since he's been drafted. So I, I I like that trade there, but the other trades here in the first round today were uh, Houston trading number thirteen to Philly for number fifteen, so they moved back. Minnesota traded number twelve to Detroit for number thirty-two. Word. 
And Washington traded number 11 uh, back five slots to number 16. And Washington actually, uh, they went and got Jahan Dotson from from uh, Penn State. So that was really solid itself. Yeah, he has some good. He has some good film too. That I, I appreciated watching. He he's another one that goes and gets that ball when you throw it up there. Dotson for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, okay. So look, I want to kind of go to basketball. We're at he, twenty-two. By the time we get back to football, we should be close to that end of the first round. Uh-huh. So that's a fact. Um, Sixers, finally, they closed out. Doc Rivers didn't blow the three-one lead. Um, I mean. It was expected. I thought this series was going to go five games. I didn't think it would go six. I don't think anyone thought it was going to go more than four or five games. But? Especially not having the Raptors win, what was it, two in a row? Exactly. But, like I said, six or starters came out to play today. Um, everybody was in double figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody dropped. I don't want to say that, but what I will say is that Embiid did come out, drop a 33-10. and 10. Everybody's talking about his torn ligament or whatever the injury is. He can still put it up 33 matter, and 10. It don't matter, yeah. It don't matter. Um, James Harden shot Big 7 game. of 12, 22-15. Big game. 15 assists, that is. And Tyrese Maxey coming out with the 25 and uh, 8. 5 for 12 from 3. Tobias Harris showed up. It's about time. He had a 19-11 and 11 game. So I like that loading. I talk about. I spoke about him. Ooh, spoke about him last pod. Loading, loading. Yeah, loading, loading. Whatever. But <laughs> I don't. I don't see him truly, truly making an impact. Uh, that and I think uh, James heat. James Harden's assist is big because you're single handedly responsible yourself for 52 points. When you have yeah. 22 and 15 assists, you're responsible single handedly. And directly, you directly impacted fifty-two points. That's what he's that's what he's come to Philadelphia to do. You know, facilitate the ball. And, and again, Tyrese Maxey's going to have to hit shots. He made five threes. You know, it's 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 about time you guys start hitting threes. Joel and Beads over four on the three-point line tonight, but it is yeah. what it is. They they did enough. They did enough. They blew. Huh. You know, they owned 35. the second half. Like you mentioned, they came out of out of the third quarter and they they had a twenty-point lead. You mm-hmm. know, so. Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter, same thing. They outscored they outscored their opponent by twenty in the in the quarter. Um in back to back quarters to end the game. So to end their season at that. So you gotta give credit. I mean, you know, did you see the did you see the uh by the way, my dad I I've been trying to tell my dad about your honor, the show. Yeah. Look what he just texted me. We're up to episode eight on this show. Oh man. Yeah, and I he just started it. That's crazy. Nah, that shows gas. That so, shows gas. Yeah, I gotta watch some I gotta watch them. Anyways. Where was I? Um, Philadelphia. You got to give credit when when it's due. And and Doc Rivers, what I was saying is that he had an interview where they were mentioning his three one. I guess I don't want history use of yeah his yeah. history. Um, he, he to me he kind of took offense to it, deservingly so because you know as a competitor, as somebody coming at your name, as somebody you know trying to just basically call you out on on camera. Yeah. You're going to have reaction yeah. as a human. And I think he kept it professional. He definitely kept it f- professional. But he also wasn't um, like an asshole about it or rude. He was just real as far as like like put everything from that situation into context. 
think about it and let me know if, if it's as, you know, as much as you say. And yeah, there's a lot of it to me that is still like, yeah, Doc Rivers, you could have been better. Absolutely. Right? But there is, look at the team, like he said, in Orlando when he was coaching that he didn't get a lot of credit for. Some people forget, you know, that he coached in Orlando and I do took those teams to the playoffs. Yeah. So. Uh, we've seen it in Boston. I mean, he did have to play against LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. I'll give him that. But <laughs> he he's not a horrible coach, clearly. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's a championship coach. But he has a history of getting your team to the playoffs but not able to really turn that corner to win. You know, mm-hmm. we saw it with the Clippers as well. So. Yep. And the three one thing were were in multiple situations, so like different teams, different teams, you know? different. So that's yeah. why it's like obviously you have to look to who can who's the who's the common denominator here. But Philly moves on. They're gonna play Miami. I want to briefly go over this one because I'll have more to say on it. Yeah, sooner Monday. Mm-hmm. When when is game one? Do we know when game one is? I was looking for it earlier, but they hadn't posted it yet. I don't know if they have yet or not. NBA round two. We got to know because if if by Monday they already played yeah. game one. It's Monday. Monday night. Sunday. They begin Sunday. The Heat play Monday? The Heat play Monday. So the Celtics play Sunday? The Celtics do play Sunday. Correct. Nice. Okay, so we got to talk about it. Fuck it. Philly-Miami, game one, going into that. <laughs> that'll be, you know, interesting. Miami's got home court, obviously. Philadelphia's coming off of a big win. What is today? Thursday, so Thursday. they'll have a few days of rest. We've already had a few days of rest. We should be ready. I hope to see Kyle Lowry back and starting against Philadelphia. That's where he's from. Jimmy Butler should be back. Didn't know that. Ready. Mm-hmm. Should be back and ready. He also went to Villanova. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I think Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo really have to assert themselves this series, so we can see you know the next step. We got to see the next step because it's it's going to take everybody to win the finals and to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. At that, I do see us ultimately beating Philadelphia in. No more than six games. I'd love to say five. No more than six. They're going to compete. It's going to be tough at times. But um, we should control this series. I think six is reasonable. Absolutely. Um, and and Kyle Lowry, as I mentioned, Kyle Lowry is, is, a, is a huge X factor in this series because he's he can be what sets us apart from all the other Eastern Conference teams. You know, we've seen him play at that level. To see him get hurt and miss a game in the playoffs is two games is – frustrating or a game and a half but i think the most interesting part is going to be uh the rest factor for miami moving on throughout the rest of the season because if they continue to win these series in five Five, six six. games i mean i personally don't see the boston and milwaukee series going less than six it probably will go to seven in my opinion well now that i think about it chris middleton being out makes me think like all right Boston can, they can win in, in, it doesn't even sound right, but they can win in six. If you look at how they've been playing in their body of work in the last month and a half to two months, literally losing only, I think, seven, eight games, maybe less in that, in that span. Yeah. 
That's pretty crazy. And locked in versus defending champions, you know, to repeat a championship is one of the hardest things. It Do is. I truly think the Bucks are going to win the championship this year? If they make it to the finals, yes. But I don't think with this Eastern Conference they're going to be able to withstand mm-hmm. um, everything being thrown, especially missing their Middleton, yeah. their key, their key guy. Like Giannis is obviously their best player, but Chris Middleton is what makes that offense really, really go. And deep in games, close games, hit big shots, able to separate them from the rest. Without him in a tough series versus the best defensive team, you know, you have home court advantage, so you have to take advantage of it. But I I don't know. And how I see this series panning out is is uh I still think the Bucks win in seven. I think the Bucks win in seven. And really? I got a couple key factors for each team to win the series. So okay. I would see Milwaukee, since I since I do truly see them winning this series, mm-hmm. I'll say Giannis has to continue his play from round one. Um, we need to see more thirty four and seventeen, you know, thirty six and twelve mm-hmm. and eight and yeah, that's exactly triple what I was double. Say. It's gonna have to come from everywhere because he has to make up. By the way, somebody just drafted Kyrie Elam. That's fire. I want to know who did. But he's going to be good. Uh, the Bills. The Bills. Okay, okay, okay. Shout out to the Bills. They got a good corner out of Florida. Um, Giannis is going to have to continue doing everything for the team. Again, going to the same point that Chris Middleton is not there. Brooke Lopez is going to have to be in kill mode, in my opinion. Absolute. And them not having 100% Robert Williams, them not having – you know, any true, true big man threat and presence down there, rim protection. Like Al Horford, I respect it. And I think he's balling again with his old team and he feel, he feels the energy from that crowd. But, you know, I'm not going to go to this extent that Al Horford is going to be a key guy in this series, you know. So I think Brooke Lopez is going to have to take advantage of the fact that he's the big guy down there. He's the guy that should be getting the rebounds, should be stopping down there and hitting his shots and forcing the big men to come out. That's all I agree. And then the Bucs, I think they also got to win at home, right? So you lose at home, you're giving Boston the series at that. Like you're literally putting it in their hands. Boston is too good of a team, especially at home. With that crowd in the playoffs, it's way too tough of an environment to put yourself in a force yep. win. And they all feed off of it. The Boston fans, the players, the yeah. coaching staff, the water boy, the motherfuckers that wipe the floors. They, yeah, they all if feed you, off that. If you, if you let Boston beat you at home, the series is, is over. It's over. Because all you have to do is win your home games and you'll win four of them. Mm-hmm. And that's seven out of seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's for Milwaukee. I think for Boston, it's it's not far-fetched. Biggest key factor is Chris Middleton. It's just not far-fetched because of that. But Jason Tatum is going to have to average at least 33, 32, 33 points in this series. He's going to have to do what he was doing in round one, but amplified. Mm-hmm. Amplified. Because you guess what? The competition just got better. Right, you beat the Nets, you swept them, you played great, and we gave you the credit. But far from enough, 
far from that being good enough to sustain. As you play in the playoffs, like you have your play has to improve. Those are the teams that win. It has to, yeah. The players that individual stats improve, team stats improve. And that's why there's only one. So I'm excited to see Jason Tatum step into a, a place like, okay, we've played we've played and eliminated Milwaukee. We used to eliminate Milwaukee in 2017, 2016, 2018. And now they've become the alpha and they've mm-hmm. become the better, you know, more dominant team. Um, but Boston, like I said, they've put together a lot of good basketball in, the, in, in recent weeks to months. And Jason Tatum has been playing MVP-style playoff basketball. So I don't see why he can't average 33 points. I don't see why he can't. Marcus Smart, if I may. He, so when I say he has to consistently help on Giannis, it's going to have to be that annoying presence Never let Giannis be comfortable all game. And I understand, you know, he has his responsibility. It's not going to be a one-on-one thing. But defensive player of the year, deservingly so, you're going to have to make those plays. Yeah. You can't let Giannis start dialing in, grabbing momentum, feeling the groove, starting to hit shots. Once he starts to do that, is we're going to see the MVP Giannis kick in. And it's just like, yeah, Boston could go down 20 real quick. And I could see this happening. Whew. But I think if they just keep in his back pocket, keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, and Marcus Smart just stays that presence level-headed, not in that Patrick Beverly, because I feel like Marcus Smart has also gotten – I don't know if he's just gotten better, but he's also, like, toned it down with the wildness, mm-hmm. and he's more so just confident. So – if he can remain that and, and stay level-headed, yeah, I think they can really, really affect Giannis's play uh, throughout the series. And that's what's ultimately going to make them win because Giannis is going to, you know, he's going to go off. And Giannis then I is going to do what Giannis does for sure. I got Jalen Brown can't have a night off this series. and He's an X-Factor. Not scoring 25 is okay. Not scoring even 20 is okay. If you get that 18, you know, but when I say that it's defensively, we know we're going to get two from Jalen Brown. So we're going to need that every night because Drew Holiday is here too, right? Mm-hmm. And Drew Holiday is going to be guarding him a lot because he's one of their best perimeter players. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I mean, Jalen Brown is going to have to play consistent two-way basketball all series. It's going to take a lot for Boston to win the series, in my opinion. Even, oh, yeah, it's not going to be a cakewalk. Though, uh, you know, Chris Middleton is hurt. Even though Milwaukee's not a push away, they're not, you know, a fluky team. They're a well defensive, sound, all around team that Defending can do champs. everything. Yeah. So you have to look at them as that and you have to play with that level of intensity. So if Jalen Brown does take a night off, is you're just you can't give away a win in a seven game series versus a team you you expect to beat like Milwaukee, right? So that's the East second round. We're still waiting for some games to go to the second round in the West. To develop, yeah, man. John Morant put him up 3-2, game winner. Anthony Edwards, credit to him, he had a a game-tying three, down three with four seconds left, and then John Morant just said, that's too much time. Call me Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Suns advanced. 
Suns advanced. Suns closed out. Nice. In New Orleans, on the road. Credit New Orleans. They had a really, 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 really good series, solid series versus a team who was missing Devin Booker for the most part. He came back tonight, if I'm not mistaken. How much did he drop? Devin Booker, yeah, he did come back tonight. Devin Booker had 13 points, five rebounds, How many three minutes? assists. 32. Okay. So, I mean, a little he reduction. Played a good little chunk. But he, he still, yeah, he still played a lot. Um, that boy, point god. CP? Dropped 33 points. Yeah, how many assists? Eight of them. Okay. The entire the entire Suns lineup did their thing. the 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 game was a shootout frenzy. Pelicans shot fifty percent, and Suns shot sixty percent from the field. So nice. Look at this. I know the Suns just closed out. They were expected. To, I thought this was going to be a sweeper or five. Most people, to did. be honest. So the fact that it was an entertaining duel, Brandon Ingram dropping multiple thirty five. Almost 40-point games or whatever. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker getting hurt, right? Adding to the storyline. It was interesting, but it's over. Warriors, same there. I wasn't interested in the Nuggets, in the Nuggets you know, <laughs> attempts. They did win on Sunday. But, okay, they avoided the sweep. Did I think they were going to really truly come back and make this uh, uh, entertaining series? No. Warriors close out. I want to know who in the West can beat them. It's hard for me to answer that because I have them in the finals out of the West. There's, there's, so the answer is nobody. And, and Okay, so that's my gut. That's my gut. Like this year, seeing the way they're playing, noticing Klay Thompson is just back in the groove. Jordan Poole, we have seen him struggle the last two games, and I want to see how that affects him going forward in this next series. Remember, it gets tougher. Right? It does. It gets tougher. And for this sake, I don't know that it necessarily gets tougher. I don't know if they play Memphis, Minnesota. I think that's the. I think they'll play Memphis. Uh, the Warriors. The Warriors would play. Yeah, Memphis. So, I mean, yeah, it's still going to be tough, right? Memphis is a good team, but. I think the Warriors can even 5-1 or in 6 them. I feel like that's like a Philly-Miami series. I agree. I um, agree. Yeah, I want to say nobody. But I'm going to go here and say a healthy Suns team with Devin Booker back in his groove, a defensive player to your candidate and Mikel Bridges over there, point guard you just mentioned, Chris Paul, and a big man like DeAndre Ayton. We saw them in the finals last year. They lost ultimately, but – it was a good run until the finals, yeah, and it was. it was competitive basketball in the finals. This wasn't a you know where you know when you see a team get to the finals and then it's like three uh, four one or uncompetitive each game. This was we had a really good finals. Yeah, we did. The Suns are also ready to take that next. They're ready to take that next step if given the opportunity. Um, obviously, depending on who they have to face, but. I can see them with the chemistry they've built and the team defense they can play. When I when you watch, you know, it's hard to argue against a Warriors team, right? But this is a different Warriors team than a, any finals Warriors team that we've seen, right? Yeah. It's not as deep. And I'll it's say not. that. It's not as deep. Now, it's still as well coached. There's still a lot of playmaking there. But it's going to be up to different players with way less experience 
to make those plays that Sean Livingston was making. Andre Iguodala in his prime or, you know, right right yeah. toward the end of his prime was making. Um, That's true. Uh, They're still Harrison clicking the Barnes, same, but yeah. You know, guys like that. And they are, but it's the finals. And that's going to change everybody's everybody's vibe for a second. And you're either going to fit in or you're going to get with, you know what I'm saying? So the Suns, like I said, have been there. With the experience they have, I believe they can beat the Warriors. I do I do think if they if it comes to it, the Warriors will win the series. That's me, but they are the team in the West that can beat the Warriors. So uh are we where are we at? Pick twenty five now? Yeah, pick twenty five. Baltimore's on the clock right now. Can we get an update? Where were we at? Where were we at? Let me see. I got it right here. Okay. Gotta just refresh my page. Same, same, same. Okay, okay, okay. So we were last at 18. Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas, had went to Tennessee. And I wanted to talk about Traylon Burks because see, I, I see all these trades and it, and it's crazy. Bills traded the 25th pick and mm-hmm. the 2022 fourth round pick to get the 23rd pick. Nice. So Traylon Burks. Had a good year at Arkansas, you know, 66 receptions, 1,100 yards, and 11 touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why they traded A.J. Brown. So, we also see the explosiveness from him, and we see that I think Tennessee realizes, one, we're not going to pay A.J. Brown $100 million. Let's be real. That's that easy. Yeah. It's that easy to realize, especially when you can just draft another receiver. I'm not going to say that this receiver is as good as him, or but he can be. I think he can. And they also realized they didn't. They had the opportunity to win last year. A.J. Brown wasn't the determining factor there. So there's more to it, and uh, they were ready to move on. I think it's fair to A.J. Brown. And, Absolutely. And it's a good pickup for uh, for them to uh, get Traylon, uh, Traylon Burks. Since then, New Orleans Saints got Trevor Penning, tackle out of Northern Iowa. We saw Kenny Pickett go to the Steelers. We saw Trent McDuffie go to Washington. Uh, excuse me, Kansas City. And then what we didn't see was Green Bay Packers selected Quay Walker out of Georgia inside linebacker. Oh, I didn't so see that. He's an explosive pick. I was um, wondering which way they were. They're showing go. up and showing up, and they they drafted. What was his name? Oh, they drafted Rashawn Gary. Yeah, they drafted Rashawn Gary. So, Kyir Elam goes to the Bills. That was, you know, the pick that Bills traded for. And then uh, we just saw Tyler Smith from Tulsa, mm-hmm. offensive tackle, get drafted to the Cowboys. Right now, the pick is in for the Ravens. This could be the last pick of the night that we go off, and then we'll probably review the first round next week. But uh, Tyler Linderbaum, look at that. Center nice. out of Iowa. Big, solid center. And Very nice. Lamar Jackson's getting more help, more run protection, more pass protection. Um, it's good, man. It's good to see. It's All exciting. Right. It's exciting. A lot of offensive tackles too, a lot of, or offensive linemen. Offensive tackles. That's what you want to see. The game starts in the trenches. You want to see a lot of your first round investment going into protection and pass rush and run stop and uh, run block. I will say that uh, the wide receivers that we've seen drafted are. Probably have, yeah. Probably. He's six two two. Sorry, six two, 
Three oh three is uh two ninety eight was he? Yeah, two ninety that's wild. He's a little small there. Um a lot of these wide receivers, they got bungees like we never seen. And they might not have the speed, but they have the burst. Yeah. They can stop on a dime and then just explode out. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good a good a good season this year with the talent that we that I've been able to see at this point. I'm excited. I'm excited, you know, Titans and Jets trade, so the Jets are on the clock now. That's pretty cool. They are gonna have a three three pick first round. That's big. And them trading up to 26 is, is basically saying, you know, there's somebody on this board right now we still like. He's still there, so we'll do it. So I want to see who they, you know, I'll be excited to see who they uh, who they see at this value. But anything else you got, bro? Nah, man. Uh, shout out to Liverpool. They were, they went up to, they were one two zip against Villarreal as they should because they're Liverpool. Nice. Um, Champions League is exciting. Football is uh, football is kind of exciting right now. So shout out to shout out to Liverpool. Facts. But uh, I'll shout out to my mom. This is her birthday week. So oh, her birthday is on moms. Sunday. Yep. So episode for her. Shout out to Mama June. Uh, yo, shout out to that boy Ben Rivera. We got uh, shout out to Ben. Yeah, something special coming for everybody uh, within these next twenty four forty eight hours. Yeah, so I like that. To, yeah. I really like that. I really yeah, appreciate. Yeah. It. I really like that. So more for that uh, next week. ATSPod.com coming soon.